I'm Tasha Pierce, and this is Sinister Silhouettes. Thanks for joining me this week on Sinister Silhouettes, and if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the show on your platform of choice. Also, rate and review Sinister Silhouettes on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. This month, we're still diving into Sinister Siblings, and the live show will be Sinister Saturdays. Join me each Saturday at 2 p.m. on Get Vocal or Facebook Live. The link will be in the show notes. In early 20th century France, two young sisters capture the attention of an entire country after participating in a heinous double murder. Did the women suffer from undiagnosed mental illnesses, or were they simply sick and tired of being sick and tired? We'll find out what the French courts decided, but if you're like me, you may come to a different conclusion. Christine and Leah Papin were sisters born to Clements Derry and Gustave Papin. There was an older sister, Amelia who was thought to have been conceived by way of an affair Clements had with her employer. Now, when she got pregnant, Gustave and Clements married like that was such as the custom at the time. So five months later, in March of 1902, Amelia was born. Gustave became convinced the child wasn't his, and the marriage went to hell. But Clements sent Amelia away to a Catholic orphanage, Now, while there, Amelia found her calling and became a nun. Christine was born in March of 1905. Clements sent her to live with her father's sister and her husband, where she thrived for seven years. From there, she was also sent to the Catholic orphanage. Now, when she decided to follow in her older sister's footsteps, her mother was having none of that. See, in those days, a parent could place their children in employment and would receive the child's pay, leaving the child with a small allowance. This is what Clements did with Christine and her next daughter, Leah, who was born in September of 1911. Now, Leah was raised by her mother's brother until his death. Then she went, you guessed it, to the Catholic orphanage. Now, it seems like a horrible thing to do to your child, But there are reasons a parent would send their child away. For instance, in the cases of the Papin children, Clements may have been trying to protect them from their father. Once the marriage between them began to break down, Gustave became a raging alcoholic. And it was also proven that he had molested Amelia. So maybe Clements was just a horrible parent, but it's also possible she sent them away for noble reasons. Now, Christine and Leah had very different personalities. Both of them were hard workers, but Christine was a bit mouthy and Leah was just quiet and obedient. Now, Christine's work ethic gave her a little sway with her employees and she would petition for her younger sister to come work with her. So in 1926, 
They found employment as live-in maids at the home of the Lancelin family, Renee, Leone, and Genevieve. Now, Leone, the wife of Renee, was the woman of the house, and she was quite particular about the way she wanted her home to be cared for, and she could be cruel when things weren't up to her expectations. Now, Christine and Leah sometimes were abused if Leone wasn't satisfied with their performance. Now, this abuse got worse over the years because of Leone's deteriorating mental health. Uh, said that she was in and out of deep depressions. And when she was in those deep depressions, she was horrid to the girls. Well, in 1933, <clears throat> shit finally hit the fan. On February 2nd, 1933, the Lancelins were planning to attend a dinner party. So Leone and Genevieve went shopping to prepare for the evening. Renee Lancelin would pick them up from home and they would travel to the friend's home together. Now, when he returned as expected, Renee noticed that the house was completely dark. He assumed that his wife and daughter had gone ahead to the friend's house, and when he arrived to the party, he quickly noticed that they weren't there. So along with his son-in-law, Renee went back to the family home, which was still bathed in darkness except for the light in the maid's quarters. The door was bolted from the inside, which was just as odd as the total darkness of the house. The men galloped off to summon the police. Now, the officer who returned with them gained entry to the home via climbing a wall in the garden. And what he found was the stuff of nightmares. I will attempt to describe the scene in detail without being gory, but it is a gory, gory scene. The Lancelin women, Leone and Genevieve, lay on the floor, pools of blood around them. They had been victims of a gruesome bludgeoning, and their eyes had been gouged from their heads. The elder woman's eyes were found in a scarf that she had worn around her neck, so they were tucked in that scarf. And she had also been stabbed a number of times, leaving her nearly unrecognizable. Now, Genevieve's eyes were found in separate locations. One of them was underneath her body, and the other was found on a staircase. So now seeing the state of his family, Renee's thoughts then turned to his maids. So the men were certain that another grisly scene awaited them and they went throughout the home looking for the girls. The policeman approached the door to their quarters and found it locked. He knocked several times to no avail. So instead of just kicking the door in, he called a locksmith which is weird to me because I would have kicked that thing down. But the locksmith arrived and opened the door. And there, the group was horrified to find the Pappin sisters, naked and huddled together in bed. And on a chair in the room was a hammer, streaked in blood and the hair of the victims. And when asked if they had killed the Lancelin women, the sisters readily admitted they did and thus began what can only be described as the O.J. case of early 20th century France. The murders, not only the how, but also the why, 
captivated the entire country. The Lancelin family employed these women for seven years. What could have caused them to snap? Go. Were you traumatized as a child by watching Unsolved Mysteries? Do you like to judge facial hair? <laughs> Guess what? We have a podcast for you. Can you believe it? It's called Perhaps It's You. And it is an unofficial Unsolved Mysteries rewatch podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Samantha. I'm Liz. We're two cool mystery ants, not really, <laughs> watch an episode of Unsolved Mysteries each week and tell you about it. We update you if any of the mysteries have been solved. We rate the episode on a scale of Robert Stacks. We can give episodes a possible five out of five Robert Stacks, although it rarely happens. Very rarely. We also complain about what everyone is wearing. And it doesn't really matter if you know anything about Unsolved Mysteries or not. You should tune in because it's the number one podcast on iTunes. Yeah, you can find us on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, most podcast platforms. You can also check out our website, perhapsitsyou.com, or find us on the social medias at Perhaps It's You. Yep. And get out there and solve some mysteries, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> It turns out the young ladies had just about had it with Mrs. Lancelin's abuse. Now, when Leone, I have so much trouble saying Leone for some reason. When Leone and Genevieve were out shopping, Leah and Christine were doing their chores. Now, Christine went to plug in the iron and it knocked the power out. The iron had a short in the plug. So shortly after that, the Lancelin women returned home to a dark house. Now, when the sisters explained what happened with the iron, it pissed Leonie off. She attacked Christine as she had done many times before, but this time was different. Christine fought back. And when it appeared Genevieve intended to step in, Leah attacked her. They, for all intents and purposes, whipped the crap out of the mother and daughter. And this may have been a case of defending themselves had they just stopped at whipping their asses. Unfortunately, this turned into a literal bloodbath. With what I can only assume was years of pent-up frustration, the girls unleashed their fury long after the Lancelins were dead. Now, it's presumed that the attack continued for at least two hours with the sisters finding a multitude of weapons in the course of the murders. Now the revelations of the events leading up to the killings split the community right down the class lines. Some people believe the young ladies had lost their minds after years of abuse by Leonie Lancelin. Others thought the attack was just cold-blooded murder. Then there was the business of the Pappin sisters uh, being found nude in bed together. Was this some type of incestuous relationship? Well, many of the citizens of Le Mans couldn't fathom why these girls would be naked in bed together. The rumors of an incestuous affair ramped up even more when Christine begged to see her sister. When finally allowed to see her, Christine ran to Leah and ripped at her blouse, screaming, please say yes. 
Now, after being separated again, Christine had to be placed in a straitjacket after attempting to gouge her own eyes out. Leah didn't seem as disturbed about the separation as Christine, but she was the more timid of the two. It was also thought that she was not as intelligent as her sister, so Christine was extremely protective of Leah. Now, after being found guilty of the crime of murder, the shy and naive nature of Leah may have played in her favor during sentencing. She received a 10-year sentence in prison. On the other hand, Christine, who many believed to be the ringleader, received the death penalty. And back then, they were dying at the guillotine. There was not no quick, let me inject you with this poison. That was about to be another pretty much gruesome, inhumane death. But I digress. Her sentence was later commuted to life in prison. So life wouldn't turn out to be long at all for Christine. So being separated from her sister literally drove her insane. She stopped eating. Then she was transferred to a mental institution where she might be able to get some type of psychological help to deal with that separation from her sister. But she ended up just starving herself to death. They call it the wasting away. And she died on May 18th. 1937. Now, Leah served eight of her 10 years. She was released from prison and reunited with her mother, Clements. Uh, they moved to a town called Nantes, where Leah took on an assumed name, and she supported herself by working as a maid in a hotel. She lived a long life on the straight and narrow after serving her time, and she passed away in either 1982 or 2001, depending on which account you believe. There's a filmmaker who is certain that he visited Leah Pappen in a nursing home in uh, 2000. So she possibly, that possibly was her and she possibly passed away in 2001. The sisters had not been deemed insane at the time of the murders, according to their psychological exams. But modern psychologists believe they suffered from shared paranoid disorder. Now, also known as folie du, shared paranoid disorder is an unusual mental disorder characterized by sharing a delusion among two or more people who are in close relationship. So we may want to keep that definition in our pocket for next week's crime. This is a really old case, and I'm struggling to find a nugget of wisdom to take away from it all. I'm stretching here because I have no way of knowing if things would have turned out different if Leonie had treated those girls better. I know the Pappin sisters worked in several other homes, and guess what? They never killed the families. The sisters only ever had each other. Their mother kind of sucked. Their dad definitely sucked. They worked 14-hour days with a half day off per week. So I'm going to imagine they didn't have many friends. Now, in my opinion, this upbringing is cruel. Now, perhaps there's something to the idea that being of a lower station and regularly abused contributed to their delusions. All they had to bounce off of was each other. So maybe, possibly, the moral of this story 
is to treat others as you would like to be treated. And that's it. That's all. Um, this was a horrible, gruesome crime. And I, I hate to say I hope you enjoyed it. I, I hope we did take something away from the situation of the Pappin sisters. We do remember that they, at the end of it all, they're murderers. And, and they could have just beat Leone and Genevieve's ass and then quit. But that's not what happened, you know. But again, mental health wasn't an excuse back then to have committed a crime for them to have been abused and probably not of sound mental health anyway was probably the last thing people wanted to take into account when these murders were committed so that's it that's all i want to shout out my patrons who make this whole thing possible so thank you janessa qua <laughs> Morbidology, that's Emily T from Morbidology Podcast. Crime Lapse, Eileen, that's Crime Lapse Podcast, my good friend Eileen. And Clarence Brown from Discussing Trek Podcast, which is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite podcasts that talks about the nerd stuff that I like to talk about. I also receive some donations on Red Circle and Get Vocal. Gina Hustler, girl, thank you. Thank you for your very generous donation. Uh, Greg, Eric Carter Landine or Landine Carter from uh, True Consequences and Dos Pequeños podcast. I, I love you. Thank you very much. Eileen, again, thank you very much. And Fern, thank you very much. Every penny helps. Thanks again for your support. So the rest of you, you all know what to do. Leave a review. Become a patron, donate in any way, or share the show with someone you love or someone you don't. I'm not picky. <laughs> and I'd also, if you'd like to hear me take on much lighter topics, subscribe to After the Snap on your platform of choice. That's where I get down with my nerd stuff and I get back in touch with uh, all of the sci-fi, fantasy, and comic book movies and TV that I love. And I'm also, now I'm on iHeartRadio, if that tickles your fantasy, <laughs> your fantasy. I'm now on iHeartRadio, if that tickles your fancy. Hopefully I figure out what the hell is going on with my Get Vocal so I can go on at 2 p.m. on Saturday. If, if I get things resolved with Get Vocal, I will remind you all on the socials. That's at TC by TV on Twitter and Facebook. TC by TV underscore Sinister on Insta tcbytv.com on the web and tcbytv at gmail.com is the direct connect. I love hearing from you all. Send me your feedback. Can't wait to meet you here again next week for more Sinister Siblings, but until then, wash your hands and stay out of the shadows. Peace. <laughs>